Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Good evening, everyone. Happy Friday. We are back and welcome to this week's episode of the Long Run Show live stream and podcast brought to you by the 40 Runs Running Community. And as always, our sponsored sponsors, Sketches. So feel free to head up to sketches.co.uk to check out the latest kicks, trainers, kit. And even, should I say football boots? Why would I say football boots, guys? Yes. Can you actually believe this? Harry Kane has joined Team Sketches. Drum roll, please. <laughs> what are we thinking about that? I was actually looking at them um, yesterday and I noticed, obviously, they go live on sale next month. And I was like, I feel like we need to give. We need to get Chris on board with trying to sneak a pair of them because it might be better than his skipping career. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Have you have you seen him recently, though, Chris? Oh, are oh, you talking about? Oh, yeah, the picture he sent. Have you seen that? Yeah, I mean, he's, no. you know, he's been away on holiday, right? Yeah. You could say he's been putting on the pounds a bit. Just a few. Not, you know, <laughs> it's not really a great look, that really, is it? So I know. We should really. Um, yeah. Well, oh my god, is he wearing the football boots? Funny enough, it kind of looks a little bit similar. He's got some inside scoop to the to the football boots before us. <laughs> but anyway, welcome guys. We're back. So I am joined by the lovely Toby Hayden, who is repping the good old sketches. The lovely Ben, should we call you PB Ben, and myself, Chatila. So good evening, guys. How are we doing, Ben? I know you were just about made the stream, should I say? That's so. Right. For, for anyone that's uh, joining and watching us live, we have got Ben live and direct from a three sessions today. So Ben has been running, yoga and gym this morning. Um, we won't go into your attire 
as to what you're wearing right now but Ben how are you doing <laughs> yeah best not to uh yeah good Ev I do unsure if I was going to make it literally finished yoga maybe five minutes before this so I'm still in recovery mode so but yeah all good been a good week uh up in the mileage again ready for Berlin five weeks I think how so. are you finding it because I mean I know it was a quick turnaround given the fact that you literally knew you had a place like a couple of weeks ago like a month or so ago like how's it going it's right because I was prepping for Chicago so it's yeah. um I've chatted to Hayden about it obviously chatted to the big guy and we're um yeah taking it nice and steady in Berlin uh treating it as a long run and then it's just the uh, recovery before Chicago which is my A race so yeah when you Hopefully say you're taking it easy for Berlin what does that mean it's a it's a long run so nice. yeah was it well <laughs> I mean, Hayden had this conversation the other day and he took it easy last year and got the time that I want in for Chicago so yeah let's see perfect well no well it's been a while since I've been on with you the thing that I was definitely way before you smashed and your PB by six and a half minutes so let me just congratulate you once again live and direct absolutely Thank you very much. yeah no right. Hayden how are you I am very good very good and happy and excited once again on the show and we've got a bit of free reign because the boss isn't here and that always brings a smile to my face. And I'm even happier at the fact that he really has got out of shape in the last couple of weeks. And that just, that makes me smile as well. It actually that. feels, it feels weird seeing a picture of uh, him up on the screen instead of you. So I exactly. can see. <laughs> exactly. I've got a night off from being bullied. So I'm always happy about that. But no, I'm good. Say so still on training plans towards ultimately New York, but Chicago is calling. It's only about, I think now about, well, Toby will probably not, no, I'd say about six weeks away, seven weeks away. Don't even know. I've lost where I am. I think I'm at week, end of week five for towards New York. So it is what it is. You just keep running and these races will just appear. That's I literally get serious FOMO from watching you on Strava because I've done the abs. I've done the complete opposite to everyone, by the way. I took a very long vacation and every single time I hop onto Strava, it's Hayden doing something different, something else. And I literally thought, this is just not on. I need to get back to it. But you seem like you're smashing it and everything's good. That doesn't make sense. So you go onto Strava and you see me doing loads of running. You think that's brilliant while you're in where? Bali? Yeah, I did though because I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna feel awful when I get back because I did absolutely nothing. I could see see on Instagram, you see pictures of me maybe doing running and sweating and absolutely knackered, and I see you on the beach or by the pool or. Yeah, in front of a restaurant with a cocktail. I know, I know. That's me. Um, that my my uh, should I say my hibernation begins now because that's like me done. I've had my trip, I've had my treat, and now it's back to the grind. But no, everything seems like it's going well for you guys. Yeah, no, it is actually. I think I had a couple of weeks back where I went through that stage. I think I always get it around about week three or four where I'll start having a few aches and pains, and you start worrying. He's thinking, what is this? Is this long term? And you start getting a bit down. But no, I seem to come out of that and. Yeah, feeling good. Things are going well, but as, as Ben said, we had a chat about it. My my PB chasing days and running hard marathons, they're well gone. So I wouldn't say as much as I'm going there just to enjoy it because I think that's that's a little bit of an easy thing to say. Running a marathon is difficult to enjoy, but I'm going there just to run a marathon. I'm under no illusion of going for anything hard or anything great. I, I just want to go there and run both of them. And I want to run Chicago well enough, not too hard, so I'm able to run New York. Yeah, ultimately, that's the one I really want to get through. I 
think the last thing that we need from you is going out too hard because we actually have a six-star finisher in our hands. Like it's creeping up. It's literally creeping up. We're not doing anything to ruin that. So apart from running Chicago Marathon <laughs> four weeks before. I know it does seem a little bit silly considering I've been chasing this for so long and I've put so much into it, put my body through so much crap. And now I'm thinking, am I really gonna risk everything doing a marathon four or five weeks before? But that's the way it goes and just got to get on with it. Oh, so, oh, just someone's just popped in the comments there. Gavin, Chicago, seven weeks from this Sunday. Squeaky oh, bum time. It is indeed, Gavin. You are not wrong there. Not to make him nervous or anything, so we've still got a full show to go ahead with. Uh, but Tony, <laughs> how you doing? Good. All right. So I actually muted myself because of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I've done a little bit of running. So, no. you know, that's always a bit of a bonus. And then, but yeah, other than that, sort of keeping it going, bits and pieces just, here. Just ticking like, on. Yeah, just trying to move along a bit, trying to build up slow, slowly. Mate. No, I'm just being stupid, really. I'm just running and then running a bit more. For what, though? What have, you got? what have you got coming up, Tobes? What are you planning for? What's not planning for? Nothing. nothing. I've got nothing put in, mate. Well, what are you creeping up for? Is I'm just it... running because my mates are running. Mm. That's it. There's nothing. You've got a couple of halves, haven't you? Uh, Nobody actually knows until they see him on the start big, line. Big half and um, and Great North. So you are prepping for big half, which is technically in under a month. Two I weeks. wouldn't say prepping. I, mean, I suppose you're one of the ones out of us all that actually doesn't need to prep for anything. So, I mean, you just go out and go. Yeah, just go and run, isn't it? <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> get to the finish line. You've seen what the worst can happen. It happened to Simon over in Amsterdam. That's what yeah, he still finished. He did still finish. Wait, yeah. what happened? He wanted to lie down at mile 25, I think it was. So he, wanted, he was done. He did, Chris actually got a, I think it was a oh, podcast, one on one with Simon, all about hitting the wall. And he literally, he did hit the wall. Uh, yeah, so he, and ultimately he did get up and he got it finished. But it definitely is a reminder to everyone that these things are real and these things are hard. And running marathons <laughs> isn't a game. But yeah, no, he, he got through, as you said. But Toby seems to have that ability to not have to work so hard and doesn't seem to face these things that we all do it's a luxury i can tell you that for free <laughs> absolutely absolutely so what, so what else are you prepping for at the moment so obviously we've got a good few races coming up big half you're doing that toby hayden you're not are you nope. ben nope. that's on the cards for you yep indeed you're doing it as well, aren't you? I am. I actually love the calf. I do. Yeah, I'll be there. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because I hated it. I, I don't particularly like it. It's not a great run, but I'm not doing it because of that, because I just like to do the runs anyway. I'm actually away, so that's the only reason I'm not doing it. Otherwise, I probably would have. Yeah, no, it's going to be a big one. I'm trying to think what else is actually coming up. There's Great North Run is the 10th. Great North Run is my birthday, September the 10th. Ah. Yeah. Vitality 10k as well coming up. Yeah, Vitality 10k. That's a week, uh, two weeks after Great North, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Same day as uh, Berlin, I think. Correct. It is. And then, literally, as you said, then it goes into Berlin. Then we've got there's loads of halves coming up. Then move on to New York. Oh, Chicago. Sorry. Then we're going to New York. So yeah, big season coming up. Big events. I'm sure loads of people right into their plans now, training for them. It's exciting. Berlin is literally right around the corner as well, actually. We actually have a shakeout run taking place as well, don't we? Ahead of Berlin. So sad to not be going to Berlin. But if I remember rightly, it's on the 24th. Then you might be able to help me out here. 24th. It, 
is indeed into Gavin's point that makes it five weeks from Sunday so even yeah, yeah more real yeah, so just drop a comment as well, guys. So if you're attending any of the races that, that are coming up, let us know because I'm sure one of us is going to be at someone and we want to come and see you, meet you, let us know what you're running, what you're aiming for. If you want more details, just head on over, drop us some comments so we can give you some more details on that because there's a lot coming up as we sort of draw closer towards that sort of that that marathon season for some of you guys so yeah um but anyway i suppose we should sort of just touch a little bit on what we're talking tonight ben can you remember off the top of your head go we are talking about what start pen you're in and does it make a difference that's a big question actually because i suppose it really really depends so i'm going to kick off with you hayden so does it matter what start pen you're in? Does it matter where you start? Does it matter if you rock up that little bit late? Does it matter if you fall into an earlier wave? It, a lot of it, I think, depends on what your goal is and what it is you want to achieve from the race. And it definitely is personal. Obviously, it doesn't matter from an actual time perspective because nowadays everything is chip-timed. And as you go over that start line, that, that's the start of your race, regardless of whether you start an hour after everyone else or an hour before others. It, I think a lot of it is psychological. Um, you're going to get people that you're always, always going to get people that could put down faster times to get closer to the front to either get the job done quicker. Some people want to do. Secondly, you'll always have the reasoning that you want to get away from traffic because if you're really going for it and you're going for a good time, you don't really want to be weaving out of loads of people if you're going for a time. Um, if you're one of the, the people that wants to Jeff walk run, you might not want to be anywhere near the front because you're going to have people barging and trying to go around you, etc. So, a lot of it does depend on what it is you want to try and get out of the race. For myself, yeah, I probably am one of them people, I suppose it's psychological, where I want to start a little bit closer to the front. There is no real reason for it because it is your own race and you do it. The problem I had was in, um, when I've done Boston, which is you there as well, when I've done Boston, I qualified, so I qualified with a good time. So they're really strict there and they only put you in with the people that run the same time as you. So everyone in my pen was running the same time as me. And I only just scraped in by a couple of minutes. So I was probably one of the slower ones in my pen. And when you start off, to have like two, 3,000 people all running like that, your PB pace, that's a little bit intimidating. That's a little bit hard. And that's probably a lot of it why I went out a bit too fast and a bit too hard at Berlin. Everyone around me, normally I race, I, start, I weave around people, I start going forward. This wasn't the case at all. And it wasn't that the people overtaking. Everyone was just like in sync. Everyone had the same speed and going at the same time. And it probably was some people probably like that. I found it a little bit intimidating. I felt as though I had to keep up. Yeah. So from that, from that perspective, it isn't a great thing always to get into that faster pain or go go out fast. I honestly do think that a lot of these race places get it right, and you should really go with the time that you're running. And the idea is you've got people around you running that time. The problem is not everyone does, so you're always going to get people they're either going to zoom past you, be in pain and be in your way, or you're going to have people, yeah, or you're going round because not everyone's going to tell the truth what pen they're in. And races like Great North Run, the difference from the start to the finish is massive. First person, I remember last year, I went out, I was running with Chris and Toby, Simon, and, and we, had, we were tracking people. And I was tracking this lady, a friend of ours, and she was Jeff in it. And literally, as I got just to the finish line, my watch went off and it was a Great North Run app. And I looked down here and I realized she just started. And literally, I was just about to go over the finish line. And, I, and because she was a Jeffa and she was slow, she was looking at around about three hours. So she was a slow runner in terms of people that were at the Great North Run. And literally, you're thinking, you've got another three hours before that person comes across the finish line. And that, 
I don't know, that's that's not a great thing. So there definitely is an argument for having the people that take longer, I think, starting at the front. Yeah, but I think again, I've done, I've done a fair few races as well, actually, where I think mainly a couple of um, just smaller races, like run-through races as well, where I think back sort of near a COVID time, I think it was great. Like some of them actually did start because the times were so spread out. I think because you used to spread those smaller events out over such a long period, having sort of maybe the the sort of three, three and a half hour half marathon runners starting at the front, it actually sort of not necessarily helps some of the faster lot. But when you start off, you're not necessarily pushing because you know you always get those people that just fly past you at the beginning. People just constantly flying past you to get battle in front. But there's already people on that course. So you naturally fit into a natural stride probably a little bit quicker as opposed to you would with having beginning start pen times. Um, but you don't really see too much of them them now, of the, of the sort of the three and a half hours sort of starting at the front. So um, no, they started no. changing it over COVID, didn't they? They, they started yeah. mixing up pens. And I, I don't really, there wasn't really a race I noticed over COVID where I thought that affected the race, if that makes yeah. sense, for what anyone's going for. I thought it worked quite well. Um, and a lot of people are quite um, conscientious as well. So they will think, I might have people coming past me, so I'll keep left. And when you've got that, you can still have your faster runners and they can go through the you know, along the right and everyone gets around the course and everyone can do their own race. Um, things like obviously big halves coming up, that they basically do a rolling start. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really do waves anymore as much as they do for yeah. baggage and all that. But effectively, even in their newsletter this time, they said, look, doesn't matter if you're north or south, you have to put your baggage there, but you can meet up with your friends, you can do that, and then you just go and start. And, it's and I think that's one of the best starts around. Yeah, so last year, I remember it was the first time I'd done a rolling sort of start for for a race. And didn't really understand it too much, being that sort of the first one didn't really get it. I was panicking that I wasn't going to sort of be with the right people at the, at the right time or anything like that. But I thought it was great. I stood near the start line for ages, seeing people that I haven't seen in a while, took photos with them, um, caught up, had some chats and things like that. And it was great. And it's almost like when you got to that start line, you were already spread out across your line. You were you're able to get into a natural stride pattern of what you want to set out to do quicker because we all know those first three miles of these big races or 5k are going to be really tough and really sticky and tricky to sort of navigate through. So I did really, really enjoy sort of the rolling start. Um, I just thought it worked well and it's difficult. Obviously I imagine there's a, you obviously have paces and things like that, but a lot of the time I wouldn't worry too much given that, a lot of people, so my friend recently just ran um, Asics 10K and he was set out to go uh, sort of with the sub 50 pacer um, and he had it in his head that he was going to stick with this pacer the whole way. And I said to him, I was like, Ben, I was like, you're not going, if something happens, like if they go off earlier than you, if they go off an earlier pen, in your head, you're already thinking about chasing that pacer. So you need to sort of just strip back. Sometimes it doesn't work like that and just go out with, with the times that you want and just go out comfortable and see where you feel. So that's another thing, paces that they might be put in for Hackney Half, it's carnage. You had maybe sort of the, the 140 pacer up there, but you've got people that are running 150 behind. It's a really difficult way to try and try and find your way. And I think obviously given Ben, I know well, we all did, um, Hayden, you didn't do Hackney, did you? No. No, but Toby and Ben, you've probably vouched for me there, especially with Hackney. It just seemed like carnage. Yeah, I, and I think you make a really valid point there. I remember one of the first halves that I'd done was um, over at the Olympic Park. It, I think it was their first event. And I'd put down, Hayden, to your point, I'd put down my genuine 
finish time and all the paces for the finish time that I'd put were in the pen in front of me and it was and it was really it really threw me and I think in terms of it's the psychological element of it in terms of that start pen I think you need to it probably comes with race experience have your strategy in your head and go with that don't let it throw you um but yeah Hackney's very much the same I, I think I've put down this year the same start as I did last year and the paces that were in our pen this year were the ones that I wanted whereas last year they weren't and I had to catch up really strange really it's strange like, how they do it's it like you're trying to play catch up in a way and it's like you're, yeah. you're already thrown off from the second because I know that I had in my mind that I was I wanted to run sort of like a, a, a 140 and when they stop you with with Hackney they literally just stop you dead for about five minutes and you've got away I was just watching that pack go off into the distance and if you're someone that's doing their first race with a pacer you kind of it could throw you off and it could think oh gosh I've now got to play chase you look at your watch you're going way too quick and you think right how do I readjust so like you said Ben it's all about just trying to stick to your strategy if if you're if you're on for pace that's great if the pacer isn't there I really really wouldn't worry because if you're on track you will eventually pick up that pace and catch them so it's it's one of those things. What are your thoughts on sort of having like pacers? Do you do you normally follow a pacer, Hayden, or do you just go off sort of uh, on I've your always, own? I've always had the now I've got that thing in my head where <clears throat> I feel if you train, I, all my training revolves around pace, not not so much fast pace, wanting to be fast, not at all. But if I know if I want to do a half marathon and I want to do it in two hours, and I want a training plan, I would train for a two-hour half marathon. So as far as I'm concerned, if I've done a a 12-week plan for a two-hour half marathon, I'm going to go out on the day and execute that plan. I don't see the point in training for that and working half that and on the day thinking, everything I've done, I'm going to throw away because that man there is going to run a two-hour half marathon. I'm just going to follow him. I'll be fine. For me, that doesn't work. And I know Ben alluded to it. I was listening to your podcast, your one-on-one with Chris, which is very good. And you alluded to it. You are a, you're a progressive runner, aren't you? Where you, yeah. you start yeah. and you get faster. Whereas a lot of paces won't. A lot of places will do a split-even pace because that is their job. And for me, I do do, I, do, I like to do an even pace, but I just don't want that reliance on anyone. And as you said, if you get there on the day and you're thinking to yourself, I'm relying on a pace and that pace if it doesn't turn up or they're not there or they're in a different pen and marathons are the worst for it. You can be in a, you can be in a pen and you've got a marathon time half an hour faster than yours. You look around, you think, wow. And they go off really fast. Or your p- pace that you want to do could be a pen behind. So it's really hard, like you said, to get that motion. But so a, a lot of it, Again, it's psychological. I know she won't mind me saying it, but we had Marissa on a few weeks ago and we was up at the London 10K and she was in one of the back pens, but she'd come early because she'd come on the train with us and we had the pictures taken and stuff. And myself and yeah, Toby was there as well. We was in the um, was in one of the front pens. We put down a good time. And literally, we was all talking, we was all standing there and we was all sort of like herded into this like gate area and she was just talking with us. And before we knew it, we was walking. It's like you walk around Trafalgar Square to the start. And you couldn't turn around and go back, climb over a fence. And she, she was there. We just said, Marissa, just stay here. She had a number. And if anyone says anything, yeah, by all means, she's more than happy to go back. I said, you're walking now. There's no point in you going and standing there for 45 minutes waiting. You're in this now. It's going to be hard for you to get out. So she, she came by. She was very nervous. She went out, PB, straight away. She said that race experience, everything about it was completely different. She, she, I, she didn't really give a reason for it. Because she said people were overtaking her. But she just... I think psychologically it just gave her that, that bit of a boost and she was just up there and she got a PB by quite a way. 
Yeah, it's different how it's difficult. It's, it's how people execute. It's really down to sort of how you're feeling on the day, and just if you're put in that situation when you can't actually do anything about it, what what what's there to stress about? Like it it it's done. You're just putting more stress on yourself by being in that situation and trying to think yourself out of it. Yeah, you're um, going to end up doing something like uh, Paul Gallup just in the comments. He said he missed getting into his pen at Royal Parks last year. It was an absolute nightmare, weaving in and out, up and down pavements to get round. Um, other runners he ended up injuring himself for months and he's still not right now that's 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 an extreme example of what can happen if you don't get into your right pen i suppose but yeah i say you got ben is one here he said he prefers starting in the front he done landmarks in 2022 and started in wave six there was a lot of traffic and running around people who suddenly stop and walk and then last year he started in wave one absolutely smashed it far better it's also like you've got to consider with these sort of massive races it's almost like you have to factor that that starting three miles in into your into your race plan. It's it's so key, and I think we forget about that. That when we get given training programs or target paces for race days, a lot of the time you'd say, okay, I'm going to run the first miles, sort of hitting at maybe sort of nine minute miling or nine oh five, and you almost realise that pretty much thousands of people at that first starting are going to be going a lot slower because there is traffic. It's like, how do you, you have to work on balancing that out towards that, that latter half of that first half of a, say a half marathon to really sort of find your feet. It's, it's can be quite throwing. So I think obviously you've said as well, it's all about maybe having that sort of the knowledge from sort of other people that you might be running with to warn you, or even sort of our experience as well, if they're your first races, but just to take it into consideration. And cause I was completely thrown off by it for my first marathon, which was London. Um, and my, there was two paces. I remember very well, there were two paces for London and one of them actually pulled up injured um, on the side of of the road um, due to, I'm not really sure what it was. So there was that one pacer left um, out on the course and it turned out to be sort of absolutely fine. But if there was only that one pacer there the whole way, it's like a lot of people would have been like, oh God, now what? You're all going at this pace. Like, what, what do you do? So I think you definitely have to factor it in that these things happen. Like it's, it's, a, it's a race. Everything happens. There's races every single week, every single year where people are going to, pull up injured whether they're a pacer a pro runner or sort of your everyday runner like us so i think as well you've got this you've got this element as well and it's actually a big thing with regards to the topic and we had a couple of messages on the um, instagram i think someone just alluded to it in the comments as well the people that are the slower runners that put down their honest times and do the right thing and they go to the back they end up feeling a little bit penalized sometimes where they end up getting to the end of the race and the people aren't around the support goes down um, this lady, this person, sorry, here, just put Great North Run in 2021 was fine with staggered starts. I really enjoyed it. Last year, it took me 45 minutes to get over the start line from the gun going off. The bottle lids were everywhere and I had to navigate through each water station. The support isn't there for those who are at the back for some races. For me, the biggest part was seeing Eilish McColgan as she started the race, but she had gone by the time I had got to the start line and the army who always lined the finish line had also gone. She ended up saying, nevertheless, I'll still be there in September because it's a great race. But that sort of, that, the Eilish McColgan thing at Great North Run last year was brilliant. She stood there and she like leant over, which gave everyone high fives. And everyone was going by giving a high five. It was absolutely brilliant. But then, yeah, as you said, if you're in one of the back pens, you don't get to see that. And maybe you don't have the same race experience. And that, that's, that, I don't know the, the solution to combat that. It's hard to get 50,000 people 
streaming through somewhere safely for a, for a start line. Whether it means we should reverse it and have the the slower runners sort of at the start and the faster runners at the back, or a complete mixture, it's it's, it's difficult logistic to. I think up. when you think back to COVID times, I remember it vividly because I was obviously mid sort of working at mass participation company there myself. And to be honest, the staggered starts I always were able to get on board with. It takes longer to get everyone through, but everyone was a little bit more happier because they felt safe and things like that. And I think maybe it's just something that they could consider sort of for these events. Obviously, I know with the staggered starts, that's people that obviously might be new to running. Like when you start a race, you've got your your chip time and, and your gun time. So the gun time is the actual time that the clock starts. Let's say, for example, a race starts at nine. And then the chip time is your, your exact time that is yours as soon as you cross over that start line. I think implementing something, obviously having that in place, it shouldn't penalise people from, from the front to the back because everybody's still going to be getting their own time. They should all be treated the same in terms of the race they're doing. But there needs to be improvements, definitely, whether it, they take a, a big half approach of doing the rolling starts and people can start as of how they wish. If you want to go out and smash a PB, that's down to you to get to that start line early enough for the, ready for the start of the race. That's down to you. Um, but yeah, just considering those staggered starts, it makes people feel safe. Like I think you said it was um, Paul that mentioned that he got injured, like having that staggered start so people don't feel rushed or they don't feel like they need to work, swerve in and out of people. Because it, it, is, it, is it is quite stressful. And I, I think it's a good point point up in that last comment though as well, but it's not necessarily the running experience. It is stuff like the water, water stations, the litter on course. Even to you know, the point, you know, some races and a lot of people go, my t-shirt size wasn't there. I've run out of t-shirts and there's medal. I can't remember. I think it's a local one around here. They run out of medals. They run, uh, to be fair, they run out of Boston. Boston yeah. Marathon USA, they run out of medals. Yeah. But you can't think, you know, only people are running this race, right? Yeah. And it's like, so that all comes into this whole experience. You know, it's, it's not actually about the running, all about the running element. It's about everything around the event. Yeah, because you pay enough, you pay enough to do it. And I think Hayden, you know, Marissa touched on it for Berlin. And if you've got that cutoff time and that cutoff time is starting when that first person crosses the start line, that's really, that, that to me just seems so unfair because, you know, actually, if you let the people who want to Jeff or, or do whatever go off first, they get the full experience. Actually, there's that support out on course. And surely if there's, you know, we're quite experienced and so we we have that keep over to the left kind of mentality put that out there for those mass participation events of keeping it because it is for yeah weaving in and out you risk injury i've seen it happen it, it has almost happened to me so i i get the frustration with it but there's got to be a way that it's fair for everyone that everyone gets that whole we always say you know it's about getting getting to the finish line and getting a medal but there are other elements you know the eilish mcculgan thing was great last year so it's really really sad that, that they didn't get to, to see that yeah and no, yeah. i agree. And say for people that didn't listen to the marissa thing what you're referring to it was that she was running berlin marathon and there was a cutoff time of it was six and a half hours but it wasn't six and a half hours like you said to tiller where you go over from your chip time it was six and a half hours from the gun time. So this is six and a half hours from when it was Kipchoge, the first person across the line. And because Marissa was in one of the very back pens, literally that time from the front to the back pen was about 40 minutes to get out. So straight away, her time's cut down to nearly well, to around six hours, which I, on, as you said, Ben, I don't understand that. Whoever come up with that idea, that is absolutely ridiculous. What is the difference of saying from the first person? Why don't you just say you have got yourself 
six hours for it to complete it. I don't understand what the relevance is. So when the first person goes across the line, it's absolutely ridiculous. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's, yeah, it is. It's, it's frustrating that it's this happens a lot as well. And it's almost like we have races pretty much every single day. Every single day, every single weekend in the summer. Why is something not actively being done about this or shared over sort of our our larger networks in terms of obviously sort of UK athletics and sort of all of those those places that hold these these licensed mass participation events organizers just trying to actively show but I feel like obviously I wish we could change the world but we obviously uh, it's a it's a long process for us to sort of tackle that so I think just for people who may be coming up to these races where that we've touched on where um paul's mentioned he had that issue at london landmarks um great north one obviously was fine with their staggers have you sort of guys been any of those situations in a race yourself and kind of what you did to 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 get out of that should i say i'll actually say because all four of us have done london Mm -hmm. i don't remember having any issues with having mixed groups of people where you're either weaving around people or people being barged out of the way. And it's a busy old race. I think London, maybe they, I don't know how, maybe they've got it right. Maybe the different start points. I don't know. I didn't, I don't, you don't hear about people having issues with regards to that. Obviously they've always had the issues about the cutoff time of London, which has been extended quite rightly. And that's fantastic now, but I don't, I don't know if any of you three might think that's different. Did you see anything in them lines with London? I didn't with London. I remember London, the, the start of it was was actually pleasant in terms of the um, going to your certain areas of the start um, and then also sort of staying in your pen. You walk over, you dump all of your clothes that you're not going to wear and you, you're held in that holding pen before you're walked to your line, which I think was great because you were so separated and they were pretty reasonable with their timings as well. So you had a nice amount of time in between. So they start you off sort of from, from the left-hand side, next next pen, next pen. You all walk down together and it didn't seem that bad at all with London. It seemed pretty it seemed pretty spread out. Um, what about you, Ben, from your side? That was mine that I did back in, what, 2021? Yeah, and I think we, so I started with, to, um, I started with Simon and Chris and we started at the I think we were probably the last ones to cross from our from our starting pen and it it was fine and even when the starts merged I think in my head I had a bit of like oh my god here go like this this is the bit that everyone talks about and it's just like it's just going to suddenly be like sardine and it just wasn't at all hey that that's 
probably the only race that I've done where I didn't feel that I was weaving. I didn't feel that I was, you know, getting jostled or anything like that. I, it it was a comfortable. That that was it in terms of just just running. Whereas normally central London races, you do tend to find it is a bit sharpen elbows and and try and get round people. So London's a great. I, I thought did really well on that. And the reason I brought that up as well, which I thought was quite relevant as well, is obviously London Marathon events, their big showcase half is the big half. And obviously, as Toby alluded to earlier, that rolling start, it works. It really, well, I'm not saying you can do that every race, but a big half, it does work. And you didn't get that again there. So that's two big events, the London Marathon events put on. We're giving them praise here because Chris ain't here. And <laughs> it, seems that, it seems that they, I don't know, maybe they, they've got something else in the bag they need to share with others that they seem to maybe they've got it right they both got like nice wide starts though as well and say london and the marathons obviously split anyway over three stars and so when you do merge you you do realize it gets a bit busier but by that point everyone from their own start is spread out yeah so there's already those gaps um uh the big half again it's a nice wide what three lane dual carriageway Mm. not dual because that'd be two (laughs) (laughs) just to point that out i had worked that one out Um, so it's nice and wide there but um but i think there's also probably a uh, a difference between what type of race you're doing so if you're going you know a 5k 10k there's a big difference in pace yeah that the people at the front will, will be doing it um whereas when you're looking at the half and the the marathon that's obviously dropped down a bit anyway because people don't go out quite as quick and it, it's obviously that more endurance attempt but i think that makes a big difference yeah it's a good point i think yeah, with no. the starts as well do you think i i think what i love about big half is the fact that it is that rolling start so you, you know jatilly you touched on it earlier you can walk up with your friends it doesn't matter who's you know if you're doing two hours someone else is doing two and a half you can start together you know do the first 5k together and then you start running your own race type thing so you do get that experience whereas you know part of what's great about this community is you're never on your own at a race but if if you're in a pen by yourself and we've got it with you know we've got a group chat for some of us going up for great north and and there's conversations about the starting pen and where people are and actually that does create so does that encourage people to almost put the same start time down so that they do end up I have to say I'm guilty of that. I did do that for London and, and it worked in my favour and I got in with Chris and it was a fantastic experience. But had I been by myself, I think that would have thrown me probably for, for you know, pre, pre-race. Yeah, and no, I think given obviously that we're obviously preaching up on the older uh, London Marathon events and things like that, but kind of want to give everyone just some tips if, if they do find themselves in a, a start line that isn't quite like big half. Um, we'll give it all the praise as it's coming up quite quickly. But Hayden, being in that situation, um, let's say it's a let's say it's a real tight start line. Um, someone you're about to start your half marathon, you're boxed in, you don't know what to do, doesn't look like your pace is starting off how you wanted it to. What would you do? Oh, that's put me on the spot. That's a great, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, I think. First of all, it depends. What distance are we talking about? Half marathon, did you say? Just say half marathon, yeah. I think ultimately you have to be calm. You have to relax. You have to think about this. As you said, you might be boxed in, but as long as you're still running. So when you say boxed in, you're not going to be stopped. So, okay, you might be dropping off 5, 10, 15 seconds off pace. You can make that up. 
don't panic. That's the most important thing. You can get to a point where you panic. This is the same as any race when you go out there. If it's your first half marathon, you've been training for a, a two-hour, 30-half ma marathon, and you know what pace you've got to hit. If you don't hit that pace in one of them because you've stopped for a drink, don't worry and stop panicking and thinking, oh, that's it, my race is over, I'm done. Relax. You can always make these times up, especially towards the end. You're always going to put in a bit of a shift. So I think I would just literally just, yeah, just take it easy, assess the situation around me. Certainly don't panic and start trying to run around people or stay away from any trouble because that's always going to end badly. Worst case, worst case scenario is you're going to be a minute or two minutes off your pace. Is that the end of the world? No. No. Ben, what about you? Similar? Yeah, but I was literally listening to Hayden there and I was like, tick, <laughs> tick. Um, and, and I very that point about running around people because, you know, someone touched on it earlier. That is where you're putting yourself at risk of injury, things like that. There's time in the race, especially with the longer distances to make it up. So it is about just relaxing a little bit, you know, get to 5K and assess where you are. So ju just kind of go with it, try and get a little bit of space, but don't put a shift in in the first 5k you've got a race to to make up any any time where you can I actually feel like you exert much more energy trying yeah. to do that as well like if you think like i mean well i live in london we run on these london streets i mean we all know holes potholes people water bottles like we said galore like if you're too busy focusing or trying to weave around people, stepping stepping past people or pushing people out of the way or nudging, you're actually going to exert, exert a lot more energy. Heart rate's going to be through the roof. And you think, wow, I've literally started how I should be feeling when I finished. So I think combining your, Hayden and Ben, your points as well is just, just try and stay calm, really. That first, we're not in a hundred meter sprint. That first two two miles you're it's not going to make much difference you can make it up because I mean if people if you look at people's you look at people's times or things like that you can make it up so easily whether it be in that last push where you've got someone screaming from you down the side or you've got someone tapping you on the shoulder saying come on mate a little bit of adrenaline you'll be surprised at at what it does so I completely agree Toby anything different well I say there's only so much you can control so you've got to live with on, in, in, within what you can control. But even, so I'm guilty of this, and I reckon probably all of us are. We all run in London fairly regularly because we're lucky to be so close. How often do you run in London and actually look at your surroundings? Yeah, so why don't you do that? You, you're sort of slightly off pace, take your mind off it, actually look at where you are. Be grateful for running around closed roads in London. And yeah. just enjoy it. I mean, just, so there's no point in getting worked up about it. There's, no, there's literally nothing you can do about it. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Don't try and weave. Don't get injured. That's so true. I suppose it's what Chris always says to you, Ben. I'm surprised you shook your head. Always look up. Why are you looking on the floor? Look. There's nothing down there that's going to help you, there's right? There's nothing down there that's going to help you. Cowboy up, son. <laughs> wow, it's like he's on the podcast. Yeah. Give me here in a minute. I've got a question for you all, though. So... Mm -hmm. I've, I can't remember what race this is, but I know one or maybe two. I've I've had it. I've had an email a few weeks out going, can you check your start time? So not all races do this. I can't remember. There was definitely one or two. What I think that's a brilliant thing because obviously you sign up for these races a year ahead, six months ahead, however, and you go, brilliant, I want to do this pace. But actually, once you get round to your training, you go, maybe I was too busy. I haven't managed to do it. So actually my time... I'm going to put 15 minutes slower or actually I've put a lot more in. I've managed to get the time and actually I'm way ahead of where I am so I can adjust it and 
and, and say I'm going to be be quicker. Do you think that then help the split in the? It won't put as much pressure on people when they sign up to try and guess and maybe end up in that pen that's not right. Yeah, I think I think you make an absolute brilliant point. I think the issue you're going to have around that is that now um, a lot of the big races they want to print your pen, your start number. I just need to say as well for all our American and non-UK listeners, we talk about pens and some of them are like, what are they talking about? In other countries, especially America, they're known as corrals. So just putting out to people. But I think that these a lot of these big companies are so obsessed with putting so much on the bib, whereas old school days, it was just a number. Now that you've got your name, you have your number, you have your t-shirt size, they have your pen that you're in. And I think they want to get that all done so far in advance that you're absolutely right. If it comes a month before marathon, you've had a terrible training block and you want to downgrade your time of 45 minutes and go back some. They've already printed your bib. They've already done that. So the logistics of that are going to be difficult. I think you make an absolute great point there. Yeah, but you surely think that they've got, obviously there's so much design and whatever to it, but even two months out. Because once yeah. you get your bib two weeks before, something like that, well, depends on the race. Depends on, I mean, I have to say stuff like run through is brilliant. I yeah. know it's a completely sort of different thing to the large event, but you turn, you don't even, obviously you don't have your name, but you turn up your name and they give you a number. You can pick your number. Yeah. If you've got a lucky number, you just go in there and go, I want that one. You yes. get there early though, because that might have gone. If not. <laughs> same with yeah, AEW as well, right? Or someone. Yeah, no, I think even, I do think that's a good idea. Like even two touch points, I think, two parts of the communications. Because if you think you get your initial initial email where you'll send through your um, your estimated finish time super, super early. Um, that's already gone. But you sometimes get those chaser emails for you to confirm your emergency contacts, the name that you want on. There technically is two touch points. That second touch point could also include, do you want to amend your time? I do think that's a, that would be a really okay. good idea because normally you get them details early enough for them to go ahead and do the printing. Because obviously you've got to think the quicker they do it with sponsors and all of that sort of side of things. I do think that the two touch points could be good because it might make people think, oh, actually, maybe I was a little bit too harsh on myself. Maybe I can bump it up and it will give you that that little bit of a push. I don't know of anywhere that specifically does that um, in sort of the larger races. But no, I think that's it's a good idea. Are you trying to say that Toby hasn't been on live on the show for about six months and he comes on the very first show and he comes up with a good idea. Chris won't be happy. I'm going to sell this one along with putting the times along with all the kilometre markers. On the I, love idea. I love that idea. <laughs> idea. Terrible idea. Brilliant. Terrible idea. Hayden, didn't we get an email from Chicago? And I'm guilty of this. I looked at it and meant to review, but there was something about you could change your corral if you wanted to change your time or something like that. Yeah. And I looked at it and thought, oh, I'll have a look at that tomorrow. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. So literally, I think initially you, you go on your predicted time or if you age qualify, they know your time. And they sent out an email, I think it's about a month or so ago, and five weeks said, literally, you've got a week to apply for a pen change. And unless it's under real bad circumstances, most of the time they will accommodate it. They obviously wouldn't if everyone suddenly wanted to go up from sort of like a pen at the back to sort of like the second fastest pen. They wouldn't allow it. But as long as there's enough room for everything. I think they were quite accommodating for everyone. They gave everyone the chance to move pens because by then everyone had seen who, what pens their friends are in or what friends they're, sorry, the other pens like people they know. So by that time, you know, you might think, oh, actually, Ben's actually running in pen C, red C. I'll apply if I can go into that. And everyone that I know of actually applied to change, actually got their change. So yeah, Chicago, obviously doing something right. 
I mean, for a lot of them as well, you've got to consider that these races, we do, we, we technically do them for ourselves. We want to go out. We maybe want to run with people. We maybe want to run with friends and family. Um, it's, we're not in an Olympic final, you know, like we're doing this for, for enjoyment. I know we had it a lot sort of um, Hampton Court Palace half marathon. I think that's one of the first events that I'd sort of worked on where we tried to have the, the, the stages of pens and have people come through. If there's somebody there that's, we obviously know, we're not going to count, oh gosh, there's been 300 people in that pen. Can't possibly have 310 people in that pen the whole race would go to carnage. It's just about having the flexibility, explaining why you might want to change or why you'd like to change. If there is there a specific reason? I don't, it's very rare that I know of anybody that's been turned around to via an email or anything and said no. Um, so it's just about knowing yourself and getting that communication in early as well with organisers if you maybe want to change because you've got to be real strict for them to turn around, obviously with the likes of London and things like that. But if you're looking at your smaller ones, smaller marathons or half marathons, there's no there's no harm in asking if you think you can change. But having them implement that maybe themselves, it might push people to actually think about their training and where they're at. Yeah, I think it's, it's a great call. We've actually got a few questions here for people. Actually, some of them looking for advice from us all. I've got Anthony Wright saying, good evening. I am running the lights in Blackpool tomorrow. Any tips on late running? It starts at 9 p.m. So about you guys, how do you feel about late running as opposed to morning? Ben? I hate it. You yeah, saw really. this, you, you saw that video of me at um, the summer <laughs> solstice uh, where I got broken. Um, tips for it. Yeah, have some carbs up, maybe porridge, keep drinking water throughout the day um, for that. But I'm really not a fan of late running. I don't like it. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I must say I've never started a race that late. Um, nine o'clock does seem, seem pretty late. Um, but I've done a few sort of evening races that start around sort of six and seven. I reckon it's all about if you know that you're running it, just change your day up a little bit. Um, for example, I recently done an evening race in Battersea, did a, a 10K, and I just changed my day around a little bit. I'm still in the office, which would have been ideal if I wasn't, because there's no way you obviously want to be sitting in the office from eight o'clock through to five and then having to sort of go and run, but just sort of prep your day. So I changed when I had my lunch, um, sort of just little things like that that I can keep on top of. Tried not to be on my feet too much. Um, obviously try and get the best sleep as possible. Like that that sort of, if you're gonna have a long day and you're not gonna have a chance to get a nap. If you can have a nap, you're an extremely lucky person. Um, but yeah, I think just sort of just plan the day. Don't go into the day as you would normally where you can go home at six and, have your dinner and sort of maybe go for an evening run. Treat it like it's a morning race, but just plan, plan, just plan. Yeah, just plan it accordingly to, to what's what's going ahead. Change maybe when you have your, your lunch. You might want to have your lunch a little bit later, have your breakfast a little bit later, so you're sort of shifting them, them patterns for the day. Um, but, yeah, that's what I would say. Put it backwards. You know, have dinner at breakfast, lunch at lunch, and then breakfast at dinner. Yeah. What's that mean? KFC at like half past eight in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I'll check they're open. He does that anyway, right? <laughs> I, th I think to your point, Jatilla, as well. Part of it is that mental tiredness that you get through the day, right? That's probably the difference from a morning to the evening race. So it is trying to find that time post work just to, you know, clear your mind and get a little bit of, um, I don't know, rest, relaxation, and mental relaxation. 
would be my top tip for an evening. Yoga, then? Or yoga. Absolutely. Yoga. You're going to show no, us? I'm yoga. Definitely not going to show you. Why not? I was excited to see you stand up and give us a little bit of a, a demonstration. <laughs> Well, Definitely, yeah, it's not that kind of show. It's not even nine o'clock yet, certainly. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think, well, nine o'clock, also, you've got to consider a lot of us do races in the evening that might be sort of straight after work, that sort of 6 p.m., 7 p.m. time. You're not going to have that much time from work to the event. But given that it's actually nine o'clock, I'm not sure, Anthony, if you sort of work uh, from home or if you, you work in an office, but nine o'clock, you actually do still have a lot of time to sort of head home, sort of sort of freshen up, relax, chill out for a little bit, um, do any pre sort of race routine that you might do as you would per a normal a morning race. Um, so yeah, given that it's nine, you still have got that time in the evening just to sort of still have some prep time and not rushing straight from wherever you've got to be as well. I think you're running the lights in Blackpool. And I think the biggest thing about that is you're supposed to, as Chris would always tell Ben, You've got to look up and look around and that's the whole idea of it. If you're going to go for it and make that one of your like real PB chasing races, you're going to miss all the atmosphere and everything else. So maybe it's one of them races where it doesn't become a race. It just becomes a nighttime run that you have fun. We've got uh, David listening from Sweden. He is running his second marathon in two weeks. That's hardcore. Okay. He did his first marathon seven seconds under four hours after the AirPod, AirPod on his AlphaFly burst in the first 5K. <sighs> He's going to use his Alpha Fly 2s, but he's scared. Any tips? Well, I think if you, this is probably a question for Chris, but I would say if you run seven seconds under four hours with the AirPod, what's that, 37K? I wouldn't worry about it. Obviously, AirPod isn't doing much, is it? You've obviously had a good run and a good race. And the Alpha Fly 2, yeah, absolutely spot on. They're my favorite. They're my race shoe. That's what I always go to a marathon. Love the Alpha Fly 2. So, don't be scared. Just crack on and get the job done. You'll be Don't happy. be scared. As soon as you put the alphas on your feet, it's almost like you're flying. You're oh, I love them. I'm a new um, advocate for the alphas, and I just think they're fantastic. I'd even try them without the Air AirPods. Fine. It's all good. It's all <laughs> fine. David, it'll be so good to hear how you get on. Um, I'm sure yeah. you'll be absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. We've got a message on the Instagram from I run 2 m and they've asked, do you any of you use any muscle rub bombs when your muscles are tired and sore. Yes, I do. Pure sport. I think it's great. So I use the freeze, the freeze bomb before a race um, and before a long run. And then I've got the pure sport balm as well, which I tend to use. It stinks. Three, it does. I quite like the smell. Um, my nan loves it as well, but I've not given it to her to use. It's a bit too expensive to share with my nan. Um, <laughs> as much as i love her um it's three or four times a week i tend i i tend to use it and i've yeah i, re I really like it so i would recommend that i think just i need a little bit more it. details on this stuff because i've never used these 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 rubs or anything like that i just i've seen them i've seen them advertised i've seen people using them like what like what's it doing for me sell it if you if i if you're a salesman right now sell it to me because i'm i'm a typical just a foam roller bit of tiger balm hockey ball in the in the calf in the in in that sort of muscle like what what's it doing for me sell it to me <laughs> I, I like the smell um so clearly, clearly there's some, anything that smells there. nice you're just gonna yeah. rub into your skin i mean i, I, I buy, for the, I buy for the gimmick no i literally i go upstairs i get into bed and i'm like what is that? And my wife, Louisa, she has just covered herself in it. I'm like, it absolutely stinks. It's horrible stuff. It might work, but I just hate the smell of it. It's horrible. 
psychological aspect as well of it i think mm -hmm. you know, I, I find it's it's almost like you're giving yourself a bit of a massage so it's a bit of self-love it's nice i don't have a bath um in terms of in my Never. bathroom not as not as in i don't bath um, i have a shower so for you know some people do the epsom salts and stuff like that i don't have that luxury unless i just get in a bucket outside so for me the the muscle bomb and stuff like that is um is how i show my legs some love you're gonna have to send me some of what you're using and maybe i'll, I'll give it a go oh, and see it's too expensive to give away is it really is it really I'll expensive i'll bring it, it to um big calf and you can oh smell, please it, you i can, can smell it, on the floor, it like a race and stuff i don't think you could use it it's too expensive oh. you can smell it you can no, look you... but you can't touch Absolutely. Got a sorry i forgot that you're like a pb king now we have to sort of just come by you with uh <laughs> you have to get it through my entourage right yeah, yeah. hey Joe, i've got a question for you though it's, it's on topic actually it's a sensible question it is actually a sensible question <laughs> Say I was like going to turn up to a um, a rolling start tomorrow with quite a few people. Right. So where would you start within the rolling start? Firstly, I think that you're alluding to a certain park run that three of us are going to tomorrow. I don't think fine. there's going to be anything from a, roll, the, the rolling start when we've got literally, I think, so tomorrow to put a bit of context to this, uh, 40 runs running community quite a few of us are heading over to the isle of wight for an extreme parkrun adventure so we've basically hired out a hovercraft so we sold out the whole hovercraft got 78 people on that and and we've got a sea cat going over there about 20 odd people on and we've got a car ferry going on over there with the boss man himself with speed go and a few others so there's going to be about i think it's about 105 106 of us going to turn up to this parkrun tomorrow and they usually get about 350, 400 people there. And it is tourist season, so it could be more. So tomorrow's going to be a big park run for everyone down there in the Isle of Wight. And if you're on the Isle of Wight and you're listening to this, go down to the park run tomorrow at Plea and we will all be there. We're going to be volunteering, helping out. And we're going to have loads of fun. But going back to Toby's question, it's not going to be a rolling start because it's, it's actually quite a... I've done the park run a few times. It's actually quite a thin start. So for all of us to sort of start going down there, it's going to be absolute chaos. But... It will be good and organized chaos and it had to be fair for anyone that's done it there and know it's a lovely park run it really incorporates a bit of trail you've got a bit of beach you've got a bit of park it's a lovely park run so yeah it's going to be a real good fun day tomorrow you got any shoe recommendations shoe recommendations i'll go barefoot no no shoes <laughs> are you are you going to go barefoot you've heard it here first right <laughs> we will get pictures not. it's a really horrible trailing bit actually that comes up and the hill you go up is actually called Tourette's hill and you can work out why it is like it's not very nice at all but no we've got this nice weather at the moment we'll have any shoes we'll do the job tomorrow i think boston 12 yeah, I think Boston 12. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to wear my Boston 12s tomorrow, just because you've said that now. I'll wear mine. Oh, we're all <laughs> going in Boston 12s. Yeah, why not? Great shoe. Loving it. Given that it's given that you're all at home, what time are you leaving in the morning? I think we're all leaving at different times because we're in different yeah. parts of London. For myself, yeah. I literally live really close to the A3. So for me, down to Portsmouth, it's about... Yeah, it's quick. Minutes, it's really easy for me. So but our hovercraft is into 8 o'clock, so I'll probably... Usually it's extreme park runs. We've been meeting about half three, four in the morning. Tomorrow I probably won't leave to about half six. Oh, that's good. That's mm. fine. What about you, Ben? Uh, so it's about an hour and a half from mine. I'm bringing the two Tracys with me. And I mean, I said it's an hour and a half and, that, and so we need to leave just after six. They decided quarter to six. So Do they know how fast you drive? 
I mean, they moan when I overtake them. I don't realize. I don't think they've realized what they've signed up for. So um, yeah. So we're leaving at quarter to six, and we'll probably be in Portsmouth about court, you know, an hour later. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, that's exciting, Toby. What about you? Uh, I'm leaving about quarter to four. Oh, I did see you shake your head, and that's why. Yeah, I, and I haven't actually gotten him ready for anything. Standard. Oh Standard procedure. I'll do it in the morning. He'll be all right. Oh, I love what that. Wrong? Nothing can go wrong. You'll be fine. Get that KFC in you early doors. Do it backwards. You'll be. You'll be. I'll stop at the service station. Yeah, you'll be sweet. You're going to leave. Parkrun does start till nine. So you could have already been up by about five or six hours before it starts. <laughs> I could have just stop at yours, home. To be fair, <laughs> we'll be on for us. Have some breakfast ready for him because he might be cranky, ready to go, Hayden. No, I can't have Mr. Ford anywhere near me first thing in the morning. It's driving me insane. So who's planning all of the, the after-race um, prep? I imagine you're going for a nice brunch. So the plan was, because there is so many of us, we're going to literally, after the park run, just rock up down onto the beach. We've got a lovely beach here in the Isle of Wight ride, aptly. We'll rock up down to the beach, set up a camp. We've got a few games planned and people can just do what they want. Some people are going to go and get fish and chips. Some go for a walk. Some go for brunch. Some go to the pub all day. Others are just going to sit on the beach and go in the sea. Ben's going to have his speedos on. He's going to try and swim out over to the other side to Portsmouth and back. So it's going to be fun watching all the activities. Bit of cross training for the uh, for the marathon, right? Getting ready to swim on. Exactly. And then you have your classics. I'm doing paddleboarding tomorrow, I've decided. How are you? Hopefully. I well, my yoga, that's why I did yoga before this, to help me st stay upright on the paddleboard. Oh, my God, that is real, like, wholesome. It's good for the core. Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Exactly. Perfect yeah. prep for Berlin. Hmm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what is the weather going to be like? About 20 degrees, I think. It's always sunny in the other way, always. Is there? <laughs> <Better> <laughs> be. I promise, Simon, it's only reason again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's, all, it's, it's rain, or, rain or shine, whatever it's going to be. It'd be a great day with a load of us down there. So, really excited. Just as Toby said, got to get yourself prepped up now, ready. It's going to be early nights tonight. Yeah, perfect. Well, I think I can't actually believe it's already been an hour already. That's gone really quick. I've literally just looked and we're, we're pushing that hour. So, going to wrap us up there. So, for you guys that are heading off to the Isle of Wight tomorrow, good luck. And to everyone that's either going tomorrow, joining the crew, in the comments, racing this weekend, or whenever you're racing in the week, let us know how you get on. Um, but yeah, I will be heading probably just for a, a longer run. I'm not going to do a bushy park because I feel like I actually need to start getting some miles in my legs because um, it's been a while and Big Half is literally two weeks away. So a nice little long run. But no, I hope you guys enjoy it and good luck to everybody that's racing this weekend. Um, and then, yeah, for those that haven't want to watch this back or listen to it on the podcast, you can listen to us on all of your favourite podcast services, shall I say. So Apple, Spotify, Amazon. And of course, we also have uh, I think it was Google as well. So wherever you're listening to, guys, whether it be tomorrow or later on in the week, it's been an absolute pleasure joining you by Toby, Hayden and Ben. But until then, good luck tomorrow, guys, and I look forward to catching up next week. Not <laughs> <laughs> <And> again. <laughs>
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 